On this episode of The Chris Stefanik Show, how to kill your smartphone before it kills you. Does that sound dramatic? Well, it kind of is, but think about it. Your life consists largely of time, and when time is robbed from you, that's robbing life from you. So when you're not on top of your smartphone usage and it's robbing your time, it's robbing your life. In this episode, I head to Ave Maria University, where I give a talk to college students about how to be joyful and successful. And as part of that, I talk about the necessity of creating silence in your life and breaking your phone addiction, which fills your head and your heart with noise. Then I go from that talk clip to an interview with a friend of mine who's giving away college scholarships to kids who switch from smartphones to dumb phones, though it's the smartest thing they could ever do. And I land this episode on an interview briefly with my son, Joey, who's practicing what his dad preaches in this area better than his dad does. But before we dive in, I'm excited to give you a special offer. If you want to implement everything you're about to hear about simplifying your life and getting on top of your phone addiction, I want to introduce you to my friends from Wise Phone. I mentioned Wise Phone in the episode today, and they're coming out with the Wise Phone 2. Make the leap with me today and pre-order your Wise Phone 2. It offers you the ability to text, make phone calls, has GPS, and is coming out with a couple more essentials without the ability to use your phone to scroll endlessly and go on social media, which just robs your time and your joy. I recommend this highly. Implement what I'm about to preach to you in this episode for you and for your teenage kids if you want to be happier. Quantities are limited, and they have a special offer just for the listeners of this show. Here's how you get it. Visit go.com techless.com forward slash Chris. That's go.techless.com forward slash Chris. Enter the coupon code Chris, all caps, C-H-R-I-S, and you'll get a premium case and four months of Techless for free, which includes all the tools and the essential updates. Go.techless.com forward slash Chris. And now here's your Chris Stefanik show. to show you right now how challenging this rule is to live right now. Ready? Number three is (laughs) silence. And the dude who just said patience just blew it. As soon as someone's quiet for 20 seconds, our heads want to explode, don't they? I I think hell is a very noisy place, and I think all the demons in hell want to turn this world into a very noisy place where we're constantly bombarded by sound, by noise, by this thing that we never, ever get away from. You know, all the studies on Gen Z show that you are the most anxiety-prone generation in history, and and there's part of that that has to do with, with the loss of faith and this metaphysical crisis of I don't know what what the heck I'm on earth for, but a lot of that has to do with something very simple and something that we over-spiritualize too frequently. You see, I want to save you some money in the counseling office. And by the way, if you need counseling, there's no shame in that. Amen? Amen? Sometimes you deal with anxiety, with depression. It's not because of a lack of faith. It's because maybe that's your cross to greatness, your path to greatness, how the Lord's calling you to conquer there's no shame in that at all. Remember this beautiful saying, your head is like a bad neighborhood. Never go in there alone. <laughs> Always talk to people. But this might save you some money in the counselor's office, all right? 
Okay, here it is. If you find yourself mentally tweaked out, unable to focus, depressed and anxiety ridden, first ask yourself, am I scrolling on my phone until two in the morning and then sleeping four hours and getting up for class? And did I do that five days in a row? Because if the answer is yes, dude, Mother Teresa would be tweaked out after doing that for five days. <laughs> Drop the phone addiction. It's making people so unhappy. 2016 was the first year that I, Jen, Gen Z, entered college. Over half of you self-reported as feeling below average in mental health. I think there's some causality here. I'm friends with a person who's a counselor at Columbine High School where that original school shooting happened. And she counseled kids who were at the shooting, who heard the gunshots, who were hiding under tables in the cafeteria. She said, Chris, today, kids are way more anxious than the kids I had to counsel back then. You literally are tweaking out by never giving your brain a break. And you know who doesn't care? The people who design your apps don't care. Why? Because guys, this is not an industry, the world's largest, that's designed to make you happy as a customer that's designed to serve you. It's an industry that's designed to serve you up. You are the product. Your attention, whether you wanna give it to them or not, them grabbing your attention is the product. They sell it to marketing agencies, they get rich, the cost is your happiness, no one cares. There are two industries that call you a user, people who sell you meth and people who design your favorite app. <laughs> Snapchat's a perfect example. Snapchat, these executives behind Snapchat are, are masters at this. A streak, you have a friendship that's publicly proclaimed how important it is by how large the streak is. For anyone who's a member of Gen X in the room, you teachers, I'm gonna tell you what this is. If someone communicates with someone for one day, they have a one day streak. 100 days, 100 day streak. 1,000 days, 1,000 day streak. What happens if you miss one single day? It's gone. It's gone. And that friendship you've publicly built up is just, <sighs> I have a zero-day streak with this person. That's awful. We have kids whose dads say, hey, let's go camping. We'll be out of the service area. And they have a total mental breakdown. They'll give their phone to someone else to update their streaks. <laughs> See, this no longer works for us. We work for it. We've been, we've been, we've been tricked, man. Sorry, I'm literally pulling my hair out right now. <laughs> Another Snapchat thing. Someone sends you a message, and there's a lot of apps this way. That person who sent the message can see when you've seen the message. So it's a social cue that if this girl has to wait 15 minutes. Well, that says something about how important she is to you. And as a parent, I feel like people are just barging in on my dinner table because they literally are. Oh, come on, is it really that harmful? Guys, I think one of the big reasons that your generation is lacking faith is because of the incessant distraction. See, because you feel the metaphysical angst of the big questions coming to mind. What on earth am I here for? What happens when I die? You feel the discomfort, what do you do? You scroll till you forget about it. <sighs> I think it's one of the reasons that your generation is morally shifting so profoundly that anyone trying to even follow the trends gets whiplash. Because you guys don't form a thought without thinking about what all the other people will think about your thought. Because you gotta post your thought and then everybody will either say it's an okay thought or a cancelable thought. Dude, 
you can't go through college with that mindset with the world. Can I hear an amen to that? Amen. Oh, what's the harm of this? There's something called attention residue. That if you're trying to focus on something and something else barges into that train of thought, it takes you 20 minutes to think as deeply as you had been originally. Think about the great thoughts that do not happen anymore. The books that aren't written or the parents. I got my phone with me. It's my work. Oh, what's the harm if just every 20 minutes I check something? I never will focus on my kids as I meant to. Guys, y'all need to put this stuff in its place. I'm not demonizing all technology, but you need to put it in its place because it's literally starting to replace God. What do I mean by that? One of my friends is a Carmelite nun. There's a cool day job. <laughs> and I asked her, what's contemplative prayer for you? And Sister Gloria Therese, she said, well, it's just being aware of that he's always with me. So it's happening all the time. He's the other and he's always there. The other that's always there, always there. I wake up in the morning, it's there. Psychologically, something so deep is happening with this stuff, guys. It's depriving people of joy, of focus, of the life they're made for, of the depth that God's calling us to. Here's my challenge. I'll give you a couple related to the smartphone. Number one, if you came to this college with streaks, kill them all. It's time to grow up. Let all the streaks die tomorrow. Amen. Freedom! Number two. <laughs> Has to be a Braveheart reference in every talk. Number two. <laughs> Number two. I want you to stop looking at your phone at a certain time every day. It's not psychologically healthy for you to fall asleep scrolling on your phone. Pick a time, maybe nine o'clock. Find a short cord for your phone, plug it in the room across from you so it's an annoying thing you have to go across and pick up every time you want to look at it. Can I hear an amen to that challenge? Amen. Number three, have a phone Sabbath every week so that every Sunday you barely look at it. You maybe check it at two o'clock and four o'clock and that's it so your head can free itself. You will find silence entering your soul again and something new come out of you again. Maybe even friendships with other people who you'll learn to talk to again instead of sitting in a circle all looking at your phones. Guys, when, when I grew up, Gen X, when we grew up, if we were bored together, we were just bored. You stood in line at a grocery store. You just stood there. You're in a coffee shop. You'd look around at what people you might meet. Now I go to a coffee shop and do that and people think I'm Chester the molester. Like, what are you doing? Why are you looking at people? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Relax, I'm just, I can make friends. Can we, can we stop conforming to this new normal? Because everybody living in this new normal is stinking miserable. <sighs> Amen? Amen? And find someone to be accountable to with all this stuff so that you actually live it out. And now to my friend who's giving away money to college students to stop using their smartphones. Andy Lobacher. I, I got your name right, yeah? Yeah, you're good. Otherwise known as A-Lob for my, the many years of seeing you lead worship and youth conferences. I don't think anyone wanted to bother trying to pronounce your last name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for carving a little time out for us, brother. Dude, I'm happy to be here. This is awesome. Uh, love all the stuff you're doing, so this is great. Thanks, man. Hey, so people who have been watching this episode 
just saw me. I gave a talk at Ave Maria University, and they saw me rail against smartphones and tell kids, put your phone down. You're going to miss out on so much of life and relationships if you're phone addicted during your four years on college campus. Uh, so I thought I'd be remiss not to draw you and the great work y'all are doing uh, into this episode. Tell us about, let's just jump right in. What are you up to? What are you doing? Yeah, so I just came on full time with an organization called Humanality. The idea behind that is humans engaging reality. And this was an organization started last year that started this unplugged scholarship at Franciscan University. Some people might have heard about that. Essentially, they're paying kids scholarship money to give up their smartphones and take on a dumb phone and help detox from tech addiction, porn addiction, phone addiction. And initially, that first year, 30 kids got the scholarship. And then 50 kids just willingly gave up their phones. This year, over 270 kids applied for the scholarship. Uh, it's beginning national recognition. It's going all over the country. There's a lot of buzz about it. And um, I came on board yeah, as the executive director in July. So this is now kind of my full-time work, uh, helping people engage reality. And really, our, our mission is to help people discover freedom through an intentional relationship with technology. We believe like right now, you and me are talking through technology. Technology is good. But if we don't yeah. create intentionality behind it, uh, it will control us. And the devices are created, at least in certain social media platforms, to make you as addictive as possible. So we're helping people create that lifestyle that can actually give them freedom from this addiction. I'm glad you pointed out that it's good, that there's good in it. Yeah. Uh, because I, I maybe went off a little too hard on the students at Ave. <laughs> What I was talking about. I'm like, you're right. I mean, people watching this are probably watching on their smartphone. I just it was at World Youth Day and a bunch of people were coming up to me from Singapore. Pretty much every parish in Singapore is going through a program I made. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, like to to make that kind of impact in a country a hundred years ago, you'd have to give your entire life there. So there's good, but like any great good, uh, if you don't control it, it can destroy your life. Um yes. and I think a lot of people sense that it's destroying their lives, right? And I, yes. I love the name of that. Say it again. Hum, hum, human, humanality. Humanality. Yeah, that's the word. We're sensing that it's just, it's ripping us apart from reality, from the world yeah. around us. Uh, what we're sensing on a gut level, you guys in your organization are researching. Uh, give us some data points to back up what a lot of people sense, that this is something's wrong in my phone addiction. It's hurting me. I'm not quite sure how. What are you yes. guys digging up? There's an incredible amount of information that we're kind of pouring through. So a couple good books to start you out were Dopamine Nation uh, by Anna Lemke, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, and then um, there's a new one, iGen, uh, that has come out uh, by Twangy, Dr. Twangy. And really the reality is, is that at this point, since 2013 in the DSM, which you know helps diagnose uh, you know, mental illnesses, uh, there is now behavioral addictions that involve technology, gaming, smartphones, social media, pornography. And at this point, the average American is on their phone about nine hours a day. So these numbers start out pretty dark, but we're going to get to the light. Okay, but we're going to start with just yeah. the reality. So it's about nine hours a day. Um, in this context, like you have heroin addiction that's that's tied to uh, neurological, yes. chemical uh, reactions in your body to the drug. Is it is it really is that really the appropriate word to use as addiction yes. in this context? Yeah, it is actually it is actually now yeah actually addiction language that they're using specifically due to what's happening neurologically and through this dopaminergic pathway in the brain. 
So really these devices, through many different tactics, to being, I mean, they're going so deep into the brainstem to keep us addicted to these technologies, keep our attention on their information. Um, two of them being really simple. One of them is unpredictable feedback. So when you're scrolling and you have no idea what's coming next, that unknown actually continues to produce that dopamine good feeling chemical to keep you looking at what's going to happen next. The other one, which is so deep, is the drive of social approval. So obviously in 2010, we're looking at we're looking at actual causal data. This is not this is not just um, longitudinal evidence. This is actually experimental evidence showing that there is a causal relationship to exposure to social media with mood disorders, which are largely depression and anxiety. And that is skyrocketing since this phone has come out in 2010. And that really big um, you know, point that they're trying to play on, at least in our human psychology, is that desire for social approval. Mm-hmm. So obviously these kids now, I mean, when you meet, I didn't have a cell phone in high school. If I got bullied at school, I got bullied at school. Now you can get bullied at home all day, you're constantly connected to this thing, and the data is pretty overwhelming. So as of right now, it is addiction language. Uh, what we've obviously seen come from this, again, nine hours a day on the devices, about 85, 86 times a day, people are just looking at the phone. Um, and on a lot of these platforms, they're using a lot of dark emotion to actually increase engagement. So when you hear engagement, they're actually, I mean, they're trillions of dollars being poured into creating ways to keep people the most addicted as possible. So as of right now, since these devices have come out, um, teenagers, obviously including adults, um, have seen skyrocketing depression, loneliness, self-harm has doubled since 2010, and 10 to 14-year-old girls, um, self-harm amongst that category has quadrupled the last 12 years. So we're seeing this just incredible boom in, in mental illness that is largely correlated to these devices and the tactics that they're using this unpredictable feedback and drive for social approval. They're not for your well-being, right? Like this isn't actually good for you. It's making people have worse outcomes. So that's a little bit of, of just the evidence. There's an incredible amount more, but that's probably just enough to get us started here. It's enough to really disturb me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so this is currently only at Franciscan University of Steubenville, right? So we've actually started two more. We're at Christendom and we're at University of Dallas. And our hope with this is it goes to every university in the country. We don't care if you're left, you're right, you're Catholic, you're not. We believe this is a human movement. It's really, we want to transform the world and help people be human again. You know, just the other day I was seeing people, I have a light phone myself. So I have this uh, little phone, it's called the light phone, L-I-G-H-T. And um, it's been honestly amazing going to this phone. I can pretty much do everything I need to do on a computer and a laptop in my home, in my workplace. But it was funny the other day, I was just getting lunch, you know, and looking around because I wasn't looking down at my phone. And everyone in the restaurant was just looking down at their phones. When when you start to actually look for this, it's going to be a little scary initially because you're like, oh my gosh, we are so living in a virtual reality and, and not talking to another. I made eye contact, Chris, for like two seconds with this woman and she like went straight back down to her phone, you know, it was like scary oh. to look at me. And I'm like, I'm, I know I'm not that scary looking. You know what I mean? it's, it's, it's really disturbing, man. It's, it's crazy. So when you start looking for it, you, you'll see it everywhere. Uh, um, yeah. What's the website people can go to to learn more about this and maybe support it or bring it to their campuses and help spread it? Yeah, humanality.org. That's humanality.org. 
yeah, if you want to reach out or anyone, we have, we're building a lot. Obviously, we need support. Um, so that would be great to reach out to me there. So and students are jumping all over this. I mean, the, the numbers you were throwing out there are kind of amazing because it's not just the kids who are getting the scholarship. It's kids who yeah. just want to jump on board and they're getting well, I said they're getting they're not getting money, but they're getting a better life. But they're yeah. just lagging on. Well, ha- yeah, they're just noticing. I mean, after you we're capturing a lot of the stories now, but just kids happiness levels are just like rapidly increasing. You know, I mean, like I said earlier, the science is showing direct causal relationship between exposure to these devices and specifically the social media platforms and poor mental health outcomes. So you really, you take this thing out of your life and you start to re-engage with each other, with God, with your community. And just, it's incredible. Like the stories are coming out are amazing. And and you're not telling kids to disconnect from the internet entirely. You're telling them to find balance specifically by switch from a smartphone to a light phone because you can't control the addiction, right? And then go on your laptop when you need to which is over there, but it's not constantly in your face. Is, is that, yes. am, I, am I nailing the solution yes. correctly? Yes. Here? The idea, the idea that we, um, you know, you would never give an alcoholic a beer and tell him to moderate it. So the argument yeah. is, well, everything in, in moderation, we need to moderate everything. Well, we're actually not powerful enough to moderate some of these social media platforms simply because they are so advanced in their technologies to keep us addicted. So we really do believe in this detox protocol which a lot of the science is pointing to, like you just kind of have to do this detox in order to come back to the relationship in a new way. But most of the kids don't even want to come back onto social media. They just love how free they are, you know? Is that the main problem? Are you are you telling kids like, okay, you can go to your internet over there, but you know what? As a part of the detox, don't have a smartphone in your pocket, switch to a dumb phone or a light phone, uh, but also just delete all your social media. Is that is that some of the detox or, or is there more to it? Yeah, there's more to it. I mean, right now, obviously, there's, I think, you know, plenty different of experiences kids are doing, but but we are encouraging them to kind of get rid of the social media. Um, and even on their computers, obviously, like they need to do their work. They need to, uh, like, we think obviously YouTube, like long form lectures, like podcasts, like these are good things. They, they aren't actually created to make you as addicted as possible. Like these other social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, like these are designed uh, to enslave you. So we do actually recommend during the during the uh, detox, which you know takes more than just thirty days, to get rid of all of it. And they, yeah, they love it. Wow. Okay. Since starting this work, has has your detox started when you started this work, or were you doing this before, or did you become convicted yeah. about this after jumping in? Uh, and yes. what have you done to detox? How how hard was the transition? How are you seeing a difference in yourself? These are great questions. We'll try and do that concisely. Wow. Um, I noticed a problem. So, yeah, the phone came out in 2010, at least the front-facing camera on the iPhone 4. Um, I got my smartphone in college at Franciscan, and I was on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. I got Snapchat because there's, like, a pretty girl I wanted to date, and obviously I needed to, like – I mean, social media is so weird. You just, like, creep on people all day. It's all day. It's so awkward when you think about it. But, anyway, I was on all of them. I was addicted to all of them. And then, you know, in t- at 23, I started playing conferences with my band and yep. that became my full-time ministry and started going around the country and the world and, you know, had this following on social media. But man, I recognized pretty early that um, one, I was just, yeah, addicted, scrolling at every different time of the day, caring about what people were seeing. And honestly, deep down, if I'm being really honest, I wanted people to see what I was doing so I could be validated. I wanted to see people to see 
that what I was doing was great and all these big crowds I'm playing in front of. And so in 2017, um, and it was leading me to lust as well. Like just Instagram just has so much yeah. uh, lust on there. And so it was leading me to lust. Yeah. And uh, it was affecting my purity and I want to be pure. I want to be a saint. And I was like, in 2017, my album, my second album came out. After that, I was like, I really felt God convicted me to delete all my social media. And my manager and my friends were like, dude, that's really dumb. Like, you're going to lose like all of your events and ministry. And I just felt convicted and I did it. And then pretty much after that, like my ministry went even more exponential, like more international all over the world. And um, the initial healing I feel like I experienced was was largely um, spiritual and, and the comparison I was doing every day. Like, you know, friends out of Franciscan get married at 22. They're on kid number four. I can't yeah. seem to get a date at the time and even now, you know, but we're going to work on that. But you can work uh, on that. You just drop your email address in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know the comparison you emails are yours no 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 question anyway go ahead you can contact him through the website pretend to make a donation <laughs> click the i need more information yes <laughs> but you know the comparison thing was real obviously my purity improved um yeah i just had so much more mental clarity and so that was 2018 i went back to a flip phone a couple times that was hard traveling and those just broke so uh that didn't work um, but I've recently gone back to this light phone. So yeah, I is it working? Like, can, oh, you, can, you take, can you take photos on it? Can you do? Can you like do GPS stuff on it? There's a couple things where I think I'll have a mental breakdown if I can't. If I'm yeah. in a car, I don't know where I'm going. Like, what what can you do? On well, so yes, here's the life hacks of well, like going on my light phone. I'm just finding out light phone right now. So this is not like, you know. Promote yes. light phone. I'm just, I'm really curious because I might switch after this interview, like immediately. Yeah. But go ahead. No, dude, we will connect you. With, we're working with light phone company. They're supporting all of our stuff. Okay. We're including their phones to every student at universities. But yeah, wow. so it has a phone. Let me see that. It has a phone, uh, an alarm clock, a calculator, directions, and a hotspot. Okay. Um, and so also you could do like, you know, I have maps um, like on my iPad. And if I need it, so I'm honestly right now just trying to learn my directions and my places I'm going. So like I'll study the map, look at my destination and just try and memorize my way there, which is just kind of a fun mental exercise. Yeah. yeah. But when you show up to a new city and you need something, I, I was actually using a Garmin for a while. I was bringing that with me. Okay. It worked great on the, you know, the TomTom or whatever. Um, there are other, other phones like the Wise phone, the Gab phone. There's other options that can help you with maps. I've been able to navigate. Um, and dude, I'm telling you, just my productivity level, my my prayer life. I mean, dude, even when I would try and pray in adoration, I would just constantly be looking, just looking, you know, to see if I have something. And here's the last stat I'll leave you with, which when I thought about this, it really convicted me. And obviously, like I was doing good things on my phone. A lot of it was work. But my average screen time is about five and a half hours a day on a good day. It's and terrifying. I, I don't even want to look at my screen time. <laughs> right now. I'm, I'm being embarrassed to look at it and just show it to you right now without saying anything. It'd be totally humiliating. Anyway, go ahead. No, it's not. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, yeah, we're trying to navigate this completely new world. And yeah. obviously a lot of your work is through media. And again, yeah. this is why I want to like, we have to nuance the goodness of, of evangelization through media. But I specifically see these platforms in the social media world being so toxic. I don't know moving forward if we have to be on all of them, you know, but anyway, my, my, 
average was five and a half hours a day. I just did some simple math. Five times seven days a week times 52 weeks out of a year. I average, I put that to 20 years. So in the next 20 years, if I was averaging five and a half hours a day, my screen time would come out to four years of my life <laughs> being on a device. And I looked at that and I look, I love the spiritual tradition of our faith with, you know, Jean-Pierre Cassad and Therese Lassoux and, you know, um, Alphonsus Liguori and a lot of these spiritual writers that emphasize the present moment. And I realized four and a half years, and that's average, right? The average American is around nine. So it's yeah. like multiply that, but that four years of my life would be on this device that I would never get back. And that convicted me enough to be like, okay, I need to reassess my relationship with these technologies. And that's yeah. the kind of bottom line. It's a relationship. And I still listen to some good podcasts. I listen to some stuff, but I can't do it all the time, right? Because I have a light phone. Like I can do it in my home at targeted times. And um, that's just been a huge game changer for me. Uh, it's just been a huge gift all around. Like I, I feel so much more free. And I talk to people on my phone. Like people call me and, and I find out like, oh my gosh, you had another child? I didn't even know you were pregnant, you know? Like you find out so many new things. And um, it's The old fun. fashioned way. Like we don't need to know all those things as they happen. Correct. It's okay to learn those a month later in a conversation. And that can be really beautiful, yeah. uh, but it takes, it takes that mental readjustment of not feeling left out, but rather noting that I'm being left out of reality. Uh, right. And, mm -hmm. and looking at what I'm actually missing by being addicted to my phone and the, and the frantic, I feel the franticness, honestly, like I'm, I'm trying to make shifts at my work, partly as I produce this episode, uh, yeah. <laughs> to just say, look, I'm going to find ways to film things and, yeah. and give it to other people to post so that I'm not on this media, but I have to reach people there. Uh, oh. But it's gonna it takes some readjusting and and tools like that light phone, um, it, it, that that that's a really helpful tool in my toolbox right now as I discern how to make this shift. Um, yeah. Drop that website one more time. I want people to yeah. visit this, support it, get it around to different campuses. Yeah, anyone can reach out to me from the website. My email is andrew at humanality.org. The website is www.humanality h u m a n a l i t y dot org. And I'd like to drop in the email uh, in response to what we said 10 minutes ago about how Andy is uh, 33 years old looking for a spouse. He's not addicted to a smartphone. Great Catholic guy. Yeah. I hate texting, so we're not going to text. And I'll probably have to call you on a phone. So if that's a problem, let me know. That's awesome. Or just don't bother emailing. Uh, we're going we're gonna to cut from here to the landing of this episode where I'll be talking to my son a little bit who actually has – practice what his dad preached better than I do and years ago gave up his smartphone. He does wow. have a, a little, little watch phone where he can text people, but he can't search social media, can't be scrolling online. And that's That's been a good hack for him. Yeah, so um, we'll kick off to Joey. Thanks, Chris. Hey, thanks, brother. I love you, man. Thanks for being with me. So appreciate yeah, it. So I'm outside at Ave Maria University where they're welcoming their students back and you're going to hear some Latin music appropriately sung in the background. And uh, I wanted to land this episode uh, by talking to my son who practices what his dad preaches about silence and detachment to devices better than his dad does. Well done on showing me up in that. <laughs> Joey, I'll never forget, Joey's 17, I'll never forget when he came to me and said, Dad, take my smartphone. And I was like, you're doing what I have idealized but have not been able to muster the internal strength to do. Um, what, what, led, what led to that decision? 
Uh, well, it really, it really confused life at the time. How? I felt that it would be way simpler. Uh, uh, it, it, just this general kind of hurry, always needing to fill my time with, with you know, looking at something. Um, for one, and second, it was. Uh, uh, I, I felt pressure to, to always be in communication with girls and stuff like that. Which, as you can imagine, there were many girls who wanted to communicate with Joey. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a, but there's a pressure, right? It's not, it's not like this has sped things up with interaction to, to the place where the expectation is that you always be yes responsive, and you felt the pressure of that, and you were conscious yeah. that that was yeah. making you unhappy. Yeah. So you asked me to take it away. I, I remember a phase where it was a struggle, where you're like you're contemplating asking for it back. What what was the struggle? Was that like it was an initial detox that was was boredom? I mean, what was going through your heart and mind? Yeah. Well, yeah, boredom is is I think the perfect word for it, because you're just immediately left with a bunch of free time, and how do you spend it? Yeah. And. And there's, there's a question, like people ask, yeah. what do you do? Which is a pathetic thing that to wonder, what do you do? Like even adults, yeah. like what, what, do you, what do you do? With the, like you're standing in the line at the grocery store, what do you do? You're home, nothing's going on, what do you do? Yeah, every time I tell someone that I don't have a phone, they're like, well, what do you do? Um, what did people do throughout history? What do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Well, yeah, but, well, boredom is the perfect place for, it's like the soil for like, for like every craft and hobby under the sun. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and so since I've given up that, I've gotten into blacksmithing, carpentry, leatherworking is the current craft, and uh, stoneworking is next. But uh, and then music, I really love. So just a bunch of hobbies, and boredom is really kind of the wellspring from where all that came from. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And you got some silence now. What else do you yeah. discover in the silent space? Like, why is silence a good thing? It's well, when you don't have silence, it's really hard to hear God's voice. I, I I don't I forget what saint said it, but that silence is God's first language. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, um, it, yeah. You, there's just no room to to hear His voice if you don't have silence. <laughs> and so immediately when I gave it up, I was able to. Yeah. Well, Joey, thanks for practicing what I preach better than than I do. I want to ask you, like honestly, this is going to be on this is film, so uh, I'll have to actually do it. I don't practice what I'm preaching as well as I want to. So I want to ask you, as my son, who's doing this really well, to hold me accountable. Okay, right? yeah. We're going to go out to breakfast afterwards. I'm going to tell you some limits that I'm going to have on my phone. And, and I, I want you, I want to check in with you. And you give me a hard time if you, don't, if you see me at home not following what the limits that I self-impose. Yeah. What's he allowed to do to you? What's he allowed to do to me? <laughs> <laughs> Natalie's asking me to of the camera. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to think of punishments for Dad over breakfast. Joseph, All this right. is your opportunity. That's yeah, yeah, yeah this is. Opportunity. <laughs> That's it, man. Uh, I'm really proud of you, buddy, and I'm proud Thanks. of you for just trying to be on this walk of life with me. Thanks for watching. Please like, subscribe, and if you're not a missionary of joy yet, go to reallifecatholic.com, become a missionary of joy, and make this work happen. I love you guys. God created you for joy. Keep leaning into that joy. We'll see you next time.